Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. are real. Demons are real. And when you talk about demons, you are talking about 
a class of falling spirits. I know that if I ask many of you now, if you couldn't define water, you couldn't define breath, you couldn't define fire, you couldn't define God, then if I ask you to define demons, the confusion will even be worse. The confusion will be worse. Demons are a class of falling spirit beings. And I want you to take note of the word falling spirit beings. And they are variously called evil spirits, devils, unclean spirits, or demons. Now that word demon or demons does not occur in your King James Version of the Bible. So if you are reading a King James Bible and that is your Bible, you are not likely to see falling, you are not likely to see demons. You will see things like evil spirits, you see things like devils, you will see things like unclean spirits, but you will not see the word demon. So somebody will ask, where did the word demon come from then? The word demon came up around the 19th century, well, as, as people were writing and they were just putting things into writing. Then they, they started coming up with, with, with words. And a man like Plato, he associated the word demon in the Greek, they will call it diamonion or diamond, diamonion or diamond. And he associated it with another word, which is daemon. And the daemon signifies knowledge or intelligence. So Plato, that philosopher was saying that, that this class of spirit beings have superior knowledge and they are superhuman. So they are superhuman and they are superior in knowledge. They know what human beings don't know. They have super intelligence. So he called them demon. He associated with demon. And he's saying that these are spirit beings that have super or superior, superhuman knowledge or superior knowledge. Then other scholars associated the demons with a word called dio. And the dio means to divide or to assign. To divide or to assign. And they call them dividers or assigners because they divide and they distribute destiny. Now watch that one. Divide and distribute destiny. Many modern scholars go with Plato's understanding. that The fact that demons are things or they are spirit beings that have got superhuman knowledge or superior knowledge. They know things you don't know. I remember years ago, when I was in tech, we went to cast out a demon, and the demon in the brother responded and said, we cannot cast him out. We said, why? He looked at one of us and pointed to him and said, he had just eaten fufu that afternoon, so he cannot come and cast him out. And that guy had really eaten fufu. So that was the end of his prayer meeting. He just walked away. And later on, we told him that you are an ignorant person. You are supposed to know that the devil is the... He is he's the accuser of the brethren, and you shouldn't have run away from the prayer meeting. So demons, they've got they've got superior knowledge or superhuman knowledge. Now, the modern scholars don't go with the view that many of them don't want to go with the view of the, the dial, which is a divider or assigner. A divider or assigner of destiny. But you know what? I want to work with that one a little bit because sometimes I, I am prone to what people are not used to. Um, you see, they don't understand how demons can assign or distribute or divide destiny. 
But truth about it is that, ladies and gentlemen, many of us who think where we are, it is we ourselves who are there. We are deceiving ourselves. You know what? Demons can assign and they can distribute destiny. They can divide destiny. So they can take hold of a family and decide that the destiny of everybody in this family is to be a drunkard. And everybody, you come up, you don't have a choice. The demon just take hold of you. And that is what they will call generational curses and ancestral curses. And the demons will be in the family. And they will pass on from generation to generation. And they will take witchcraft. And it goes from great-grandmother to grandmother to mother to daughter. Daughter will give it to her children. And they will continue spreading it. So the demons, they divide and they assign and they distribute destiny. Just pray that a demon does not hijack your destiny. Because if they do, no amount of education, no amount of study, listen, no amount of exposure. Some people are like, oh, if I can travel to London and come, I will change the way I behave. No. When these demons take hold of you, you can be in London and still be like you are in a village somewhere in, I don't want to mention which part of the world. Because you see, the demons are taking hold of you. Demons can divide your destiny. They can divide your, your, they can distribute your destiny. They can assign your destiny. At the same time, they are super intelligent, super wise. They know what you don't know. And you know what? Listen, they can plan a trap for you and set it up for 20 years. Set it up for 30 years. They are master schemers when you talk about demons. Now, to make it clear to you, and I will not go into this one too much because of our time, demons, you must understand, are different from Satan or fallen angels. Demons are different from Satan or fallen angels. Um, I know very powerful um, Bible scholars who believe that demons and fallen angels are the same. I, I don't think so. Um, I have one of my serious mentors who is dead and gone and he wrote a lot of books and one of the books he, he wrote was on demons and he said that demons uh, are fallen angels a certain class of fallen angels um i don't hold that view uh, i believe that they are fallen spirit beings but they are not angels and very soon i will understand i will explain to you the difference between a fallen angel and a demon is that okay so let, let's just keep going i know it's getting more and more interesting now we want to find out these demons, these ninjas, where do they come from? Where, where do the demons come from? How did they come up uh, about on earth? How did they enter human beings? Who are they? Where do they come from? You know, people, as I studied on demons, since the time we finished the love revolution, all my mind has been on demonology, fallen angels, the devil. I was studying the satanology and I realized it was too long. So I called Pastor John. I said, you know what? Take hold of this thing and free my head from it. I want you to think about this for Tuesdays. Just, just do it and make sure it is done. Now, the origin of demons. Where do these demons come from? And um, where do these demons come from? What, what is their origin? 
You see, many of us believe that Adam was the first being that God created. So, they take the Abrahamic view from the time of Abraham as they looked at creation and things like that. And they thought that Adam was the first person that was created. But there are schools of thought who they called the pre-Adamite school of thought. And the pre-Adamites believe in a pre-Adamic or pre-Adamite world. They call it pre-Adamism or pre-Adamites. They believe that there was, there were, when God created the earth, they believed that there were some creatures who were intelligent, but they were not human and they were on earth. They were not human beings, like the way God created Adam in his own image. They, they, they don't believe that these were created in the image of God, but they believe that these were, these were beings that God had created and they were on the earth and the earth was destroyed and these people faced off and then God came and created man so you will read things like in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said let there be light and there was light so you want to ask in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and God does not create things that are not nice. He makes all things beautiful in his time. God does not create something that is without form and void. So they believe that God created the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And they believe that between the verse 1 and the verse 2 of the book of Genesis, is millions of years. So God created the heavens and the earth, the heaven and the earth, and then... There were some beings which were not human, but they were intelligent and they were on the face of the earth. And they were the ones that created a chaos. And when they created a chaos, there was darkness upon the face of the deep. And they rendered the earth without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the earth, of the deep. And the Spirit of God now moved upon the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light and there was light. And then creation started all over. And that is why they would tell you in Genesis chapter 1 and the verse number 28. And you look at Genesis 1, 28. Genesis 1, 28. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And the word replenish means to refill. To refill. You can only refill something if it was full already. So they believed that there were some creatures or created beings on earth which were intelligent, but they were not human beings. And when God created Adam and Eve, he said, these ones caused chaos, and then the earth was wiped off. So Adam and Eve replenished the earth, refilled the earth. And some of you may be thinking, oh, well, it's not possible for God to have ended a world like that. But let me tell you, people, in the days of Noah, he ended the earth, and only eight souls were saved. But in this particular chaos, Nobody was left. Everybody went off. But the spirits that went off now became the demons that we have on earth. And they are called disembodied spirit beings. And you and I also remember that apart from the chaos on the, in Noah's time, a time is coming, this whole world will end. Now this week as I engaged myself in studying these things and reading about them and things, I just saw that the 
the fallacy and the futility of the things we are doing on earth. Today I was telling Director Gabriel Asumboya and Co. As I see all these houses we are building and cars we are buying and lands and houses and oh I'm doing business like this and I'm succeeding this way and I'm getting this education. All these things are just useless things. When I look at where the world came from and we don't know where these demons came from. Now you are saying well we don't understand where these demons came from. But you yourself do you understand where you came from? You yourself you are a mystery. And you want to ask a question. Even God, where did he come from? He's eternal, but you don't understand the eternity. There are so many things we don't understand on earth. And Paul said that even the most knowledgeable and most spiritual person, you are seeing faintly as through a glass. And that is why I want to encourage everybody tonight, under the sound of my voice, that just like these things remain uncertain, there are many things that remain uncertain after our lives on earth and we should prepare to meet our maker we should prepare for the day our eyes will close and open and we will move into another world which we don't understand ladies and gentlemen you may move into that world and you are shocked you see you look at the world in which we are some are blind others are crippled some were born blind some were born crippled some were born orphan. By the time they, they, they are born, their mother, their father died a month ago. Their mother gives birth to them and the mother died at birth. Listen. Even the world we came to. We came to meet situations we couldn't control. I'm praying that every one of us under the sound of my voice will humble yourself whilst you are on earth because you know what? The whole of human beings life is full of uncertainty and may the lord give you the wisdom and the humility to live your life well so that one day when your eyes open into into uncertainty it will not take you by surprise the reason why there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth is that we don't know how we appeared here but we know how we shall appear there prepare to meet that maker O israel Prepare to meet your maker. Prepare to meet your maker. It is very interesting the way we are sitting in the world. We don't understand many things. But we pretend that we will understand what will happen after, after death. To be honest with you, any Christian who dies and goes to hell, or you die and meet an eternal situation, you didn't want. No wonder God created hell. Because how will you hear all that you are hearing and still go to hell? How will you hear all that you are hearing and still go to hell? So the earth was without form and void and there was no man there. But you see, many people, why they don't understand it well is because they don't take into consideration Jeremiah's account of the chaos. Look at Jeremiah chapter 4 and the verse number 23. Jeremiah 4, 23. I beheld the earth and lo, it was without form and void. That is the same thing Genesis is saying. That is the same thing Moses is saying in the book of Genesis. I beheld the earth and lo, it was without form and void and the heavens and they had no light. I beheld the mountains and lo, they trembled and all the hills moved lightly. I beheld and lo, 
there was no man. And all the birds of the heavens were fled. So the birds of the heaven just fled away. I beheld and lo, the fruitful place was a wilderness. And all the cities thereof were broken down at the presence of the Lord and by his fierce anger. Oh, many people don't know the fierce anger of God and how this holy God sometimes can destroy. No, God can just move in and out of anger. He can crush everything and bring anything down. You know, sometimes I tell people, when you see anger and anger from a man, anger from a pastor, anger from your father or your mother, you get surprised. Why are they so angry? You wait and see God's own. You wait and see God's own. Oh, the man was angry. He just insulted me. When God gets angry, he doesn't insult. <laughs> he destroys everything. Listen to what he told Moses. He said, Moses, get out from my presence and let me wipe off all these people. So, this is the destruction. So, it is believed that the, there was a pre-Adamic race or pre-Adamic um, intelligent spirit beings which were not God, and when they fell, they were the ones that became these disembodied spirits that are walking about the earth. And then God now said, let us make man in our own image. And then he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. So that is a belief that these were, these are spirit beings that are walking about on earth. And they are different from the so let, let's go on like this. The origin of these demons is debatable. The, the origin of these demons is debatable. People, people will debate it forever. It, it, that debate will never end. Now, I, I, I believe in the pre-Adamite thing because I, otherwise I don't know where they came from. Okay? Now, so the origin of the demons is debatable, but their present habitation is obvious. If you want to find demons today, it is not, it is not debatable. Today, the demons are in human beings. They are in animals and they are in objects. Many Bible scholars will tell you that the demons like human habitation. That is correct. But they stop right there. But I believe also that the demons are in animals. So the demons now told Jesus, they said, permit us to leave the, to leave the, the man who says he's legion and let us enter into the pigs. And they went and entered into pigs. So I believe animals can carry demons. And those who have seen demons spiritually before will tell you, sometimes they see them and they look like flies. Sometimes it will look like a pig. Sometimes it will look like a dog. Sometimes it will look like a lion. And when the enemy was coming to um, Adam and Eve in the garden, he came in the form of a serpent. Or he, he possessed a serpent and came into the garden of Eden. Now, apart from the incident... In the Bible, where Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, fallen angels don't normally inhabit human beings. They don't inhabit human bodies. But they have their own spiritual bodies. So if I have had, I get personal encounters with demons and sometimes principalities of fallen angels. Whenever I see a principality, which is a fallen angel, I see him having a body like a human being somewhere. But when I'm dealing with demons, most of the time it is voices and feelings and atmosphere 
And then I encounter them in human beings. That is how I have come to believe that the people who believe that the demons seek human habitation are correct in their assessment. Now, so they see the demons as disembodied spirit beings that need human bodies and they need animals, they need other objects or hosts to live in and express themselves. So the demon cannot talk by himself. He enters a human being and then he speaks with a human being's voice. The demon will enter a human being's eyes and look through their eyes. The, human, the demon will enter a human being's body and use the human being's hand to hit something. Okay? If a demon, that is the way they, they operate. Alright? So, demons, and the demons are subject to Satan and to fallen angels and they are used to fulfill the purposes of Satan. So, in talking about the habitation of demons, where, where do they come from? Pre-Adamite race, fallen spirit beings. And then, man came on the scene and these demons decide, we want to occupy human beings and use the human beings to frustrate God's agenda and frustrate God's plans. So, if you are a pastor and the demon decides to come to your church, he will enter some of the people and use the people to frustrate you. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.